0: The biggest sports stories of the week.
1: So you had never needed to stop for dinner at Magic City like Lou Williams did? I mean, does anybody actually believe he just chose that just for
2: dinner?
0: Unique and compelling analysis and opinions when it comes to your favorite teams.
1: All of the dynamics of Giannis. Did he foul out? Did he foul out? Did he not foul out? Did he foul out again? Did he hit the guy in the junk? Did he not hit the guy in the junk? (laughs) Like, there was so much going on. Plus, some fun with pop culture. Whereas Back to the Future 3, more of a cinematic masterpiece where you feel like you need to watch it uh, beginning to end. This- is sunday karma just keep doing it kyle All right, don't we...
3: listen to your teachers
1: yes exactly. i never did that's what i teach harper oh no i don't i don't yeah, i tell yeah, her yeah, always yeah. listen to your teachers yes. now live
0: from the gruber law office's one call that's all studios at radio city alongside his precocious daughter harper here's gkb founder and ceo craig karmison what happened on
1: sunday buddy at 10 o'clock
0: there was an what issue is what happened talk to me goose
1: I don't know. Gabe was all a in a tiff regarding uh, last Sunday. Lack of communication. Um, you blew off the show. Are you holding out for more cash? What's going on? I my my cash flow based on my hosting, um, I, I seem to be paid what I'm worth over the years <laughs> um, when it comes to hosting, which I've not yet uh, cashed my first check as a host on the station. But I told Kyle I was going to be out and. I thought between that and like the 18 assistants I had that someone would tell people I'm in California and not doing the show, but didn't happen. Is this and a so, negative? Uh, Ashton got there on Sunday and he was alone. Is this a negative Tim thing? No, I mean uh, Tim's got assistants who has who have assistants. Okay. I mean this this organization's gotten way too big. I think that's what it is.
3: Woo! You can go now. So what do you think, Kyle? Um, I think there was a bus there, uh, and I got thrown under it. There. Oh, I didn't throw you under. I thought I, I thought I had your back. Chewy came after the show as I'm walking the hallways. He said, "Hey, I had your back today. I didn't let Craig throw you under the bus." I said, "Throw me under the bus." He said, "Yeah, for Sunday." He tried to throw you under the bus, Kyle. I had your back. I said, "Oh my goodness." Asked if I need the clip. I need to hear it. Wait, so you think in that clip I threw you under the bus? I thought I was
1: very like uh political and a good friend and not and didn't throw you under the bus. You know, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. So, but like when I so in retrospect like do you feel like you when I told you I was out for the show and you were letting them know you were out or like, is that something as, like, the producer of the show? No. That, like, a producer would say,
3: like, hey, the host is out. Well, so here's the thing. As you said, you have, like, assistance And the last time, you know, we got an email. And so I actually said to Ashton on Thursday. I was like, hey. I Because I really I checked the schedule maybe a week before. And Cabe was like, yeah, no, no. Your name's still on there, but we're going to have somebody replace you. I said, cool. All good. And I asked Ashton. I was like, Ashton, do you know who's hosting on Sunday? That was on, like, Wednesday or Thursday. He said, no, I I haven't heard anything. I said, because Craig's not going to be there. And he was like, oh, okay, I haven't, I don't don't know. Okay, so Ashton knew I wasn't going to be there. Well, but again, you know, Ashton and I, we're just the producers. You know, we just show up. Whoever shows up in front of us, we're ready to go. And so... Wait, wait, wait. Is that a job of a radio producer? Like that's all that's involved? You just show up and whoever's in front of you is just ready to go? We that's just, all the work that's involved? Just just, just ready to go sometimes. Some shows, some shows we need more than that. But you know, with, with Sunday Karma, you know, it's it's, you know, it's, it's kind of, we show up and we, we make magic happen. You make the magic happen. We just press all the buttons. Uh-oh. So Sunday karma's a little loosey-goosey, so you show up,
1: hey, Ashton was told, so Ashton was told I wasn't coming, and then you're saying he just called
3: and acted like he didn't know, he's like, uh, are you ready to go on the air? Well, and I'm he, like, nah, I'm co- off. Nobody confirmed, nobody obviously confirmed with him. I, you know who's to blame? I mean, it's it's gotta be me, right? <laughs> Ultimately, I'm the ultimate, like... You know, Craig, I felt bad cuz I'm like dang I should have I should have said something I should have said something to somebody else cuz I was I was like no he probably it's probably good but the last time when we were both on assignment we got an email so I'm thinking okay so you know maybe I wasn't part of the email this time but that was the first time that's happened but I felt bad cuz I was like well dang yeah I I mean I definitely felt bad um you know at, now I feel less bad for
1: Ashton you know, because Ashton had to come all the way in and, and then there are no shows. I felt bad for the listeners, but they probably got a better show than we would have done anyway. So <laughs> um, I'm, I, I'm not going to co sign that.
3: We're <laughs> a good show. They missed us last week.
1: Yeah. Well, we got a lot going on today, uh, including a big contest, which we will roll out soon once uh, once we're legal to roll it out because baseball season starts this
3: week. Did you know that? I sure did. It's, is it? Third, wait. Opening days, what? Sometimes April first. Okay, April first. I'm excited for the Brew Crew. It is Thursday. Brewers are going to be great this year. They are. They are. The bullpen is solid. The starting rotation has some some dependable arms. They got some defense. Some guys who don't strike out. Yeah. I, I, I'm
1: I'm into this team this year. They're allowed to watch video during games, um, which uh, hurt them last year. Um, and it's not like a Spygate Bill Belichick thing, but it's like what baseball players are used to doing. So there'll be Christian Yelich will be back watching videos
3: I'll during play, games. I Oh, I can't say his first name. Garcia, he decided to lose some weight this year. He didn't show up fat like he did last year. Oh, see, I was hoping
1: you would be able to pronounce his name. Um, I think it's
3: so, Abisal. But Adiselle. I don't even know. He's not even starting now, right? I think he's going to start over Jackie Bradley Jr. I think Jackie's going to be that fourth guy. Um, right I, I my assumption was Jackie was going to come in defensively and maybe start sometimes, but i thought I thought Garcia was going to be the guy um I don't know. it's not what I saw in my last uh look at the depth
1: chart this morning, but oh, well, you, know, I, I, you know, but, know but my depth chart that I looked at may not be right, but so we got that going on. We have to discuss the open to our show because Lou Williams is now in Atlanta. Ah, yeah. I mean a lot of things have changed uh, you know, when in in the open of the show where it says Lou Williams had to go to Magic City to get some wings. Um now he just lives there so he could get the wings all the time. But the reason I bring that up is because, you know, the the Bucks who last night played, I guess say one of the most fun games of this of of probably the the last, you know, of the Coach Bud era in terms of you know, the energy and everything that went on. But if you missed it last night, the Bucks played without six of their, let's call it nine rotation players.
3: Is that what you would say? Uh, I'm tra- oh, yeah, because Pat-, Pat played. So Lopez Pat, Brooke played, Lopez, and, and Bryn
1: Forbes played. But Bobby Portis out with COVID protocols, P.J. Tucker uh, out with what seems to be potentially an injury that could... Uh, could keep him out a little bit. And then four other players with injuries that I think were really defined as rest, uh, or not defined as rest, but maybe were rest, As the Bucks played uh, three games in four nights leading into a road trip. And I, you know, I trust the science right behind it that says bad injuries are most likely to happen on the third game in four nights. So it just wasn't worth the risk of playing Giannis, Chris, uh, Drew, and Dante. And so you add that up, and it was an a, a interesting night at Pfizer Forum last night. And the other interesting part of the day is as the Bucks were continuing to play less and less people it seems like the Brooklyn Nets were continuing to add more and more people as not only Blake Griffin gets added and plays a big game Friday night as they beat his former team, the Pistons, but on Saturday they announce, uh, or at least LaMarcus Aldridge's agent, announces that he will be signing with the Brooklyn Nets.
3: Absolutely egregious, but you know what just happened, Craig? What? If the Bucks make the Eastern Conference Finals, the whole entire world is cheering for the bucks they just became the evil empire i would say
1: that if you look back and when kevin durant went to the warriors they became right that team when lebron james signed with the heat you know they became that team which in retrospect maybe doesn't feel like as as dominant or whatever as it seemed when they first got there but if you think about it, Dwayne Wade was still, you know, th- in his prime, and they went to four straight NBA finals. So they absolutely were Three a dominating team. What'd you say? Three Hall of Famers. Oh, yeah. Two.
3: Actually, four if you add Ray Allen.
1: Yep. And so now you look at uh, Andre Drummond probably going to the Lakers and all the things the Nets are doing. I think. New York and L.A., the two largest markets, you know, are on a collision course. But as you mentioned, you all of a sudden bring up Milwaukee, maybe Denver, who added a piece, maybe Portland. I don't know, might be a reach. Um, there, it, it will be like a big markets versus small markets, kind of old school, can the little guys compete as we come into the NBA playoffs, which are about a month and a half away. So a lot of things uh, going on and the NCAA tournament, which uh, which yesterday almost had one of the, you know, all-time legendary great moments. I mean, a 15 seed, a 15 seed makes it all the way to the Sweet 16, and then the leading scorer in the country gets a clean look at a three-point shot to go to the Elite Eight. I mean, if that shot goes down, that is a forever, you know, probably top five moment in the history of the NCAA tournament, right? To have a a 15 seed go to the Elite Eight on a uh, buzzer-beater three-pointer. But uh, the tournament continues without... Uh, The Wisconsin Connection, as the biggest news in Wisconsin basketball this week was at Marquette University. All right, now. Where Shaka Smart.
3: All right, now. Named head coach of Marquette. You're liking this? Oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Marquette finally got a guy that not only can recruit, but can also coach and has a name. because before they and, a, and a connection to the state. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He's from Oregon, Wisconsin. So no, I'm excited because when you brought in Tom Crean, this which was years ago. I don't. Tom Crean wasn't Tom Crean until after Dwayne Wade came through and they went to the final. Right.
1: Field. He was coming from a Michigan State program that was on the rise and that he had been a critical piece of
3: building. And then you have Buzz Williams, who was here because he was the assistant coach, I believe, on Tom Crean's staff. Correct. Um, or did he just come straight from Tulane? I'm trying to remember how how it all happened. Yeah,
1: I but, feel like he had one year of under yeah. Tom. He he had. Uh, I mean, Buzz Williams had had a, a really weird path because he was Still the coach at Tulane path. when the flooding happened and and things had been a mess there. But, but he
3: wasn't a big. He wasn't. He Buzz was not Williams. close
1: to being a name at that point.
3: So now and then you bring in Wojo, who was basically you know under Coach K. And now you got a guy who's an established coach who found success at VACU. Texas has unrealistic expectations of their all their programs.
1: But but I mean ultimately I think you're looking at a guy who is facing the same criticism that Wojo got fired for. Nah, see, here's the thing. He though. didn't he didn't win a tournament game in his time there, which is what Wojo didn't do. Wojo didn't win a tournament game in his time at Marquette. So I think, you know. It doesn't mean that it's not a great hire, because I think it is. I love the hire. I think Shaka's going to be great. And if you look at the margin of victory in the games that they lost, you know, you know how close, like we just said, Oral Roberts could have been in the Elite Eight right now. I mean, those things can be very arbitrary when you're getting to close games. So I love the Shaka Smart hire. I think he's going to be great. But you can't. Overlooked the fact that he didn't win an NCAA tournament game at Texas, which is the biggest knock on Wojo in his time at Marquette.
3: But he also won a conference tournament. He also ended up getting them to a three seed. Wojo never got first. They never, you know, you already talked about the conference tournament. They never, uh, excuse me, the NCAA tournament. They never won that. They collapsed multiple times down the stretch at the end of the season. Shaka's teams weren't the best teams. They weren't. But it seems like they were getting a little bit better here, but he wasn't giving them the results that Texas wanted. But again, I believe Texas has unrealistic, you know, expectations. They got rid of Rick Barnes, who was a very good coach for them, got them to the Final Four one say saying like oh three or oh four or something like that, and they want to get to a national championship game. They want to win a national title, and they just not going to do it. They got rid of Mac Brown basically because they wanted Mac Brown to have them competing more consistently. Texas has these unrealistic expectations of these coaches. Was Shaka a great coach? I think he was a very good coach, but he, you know, I think he's a good move for the Marquette Golden Eagles. I was going to say the Badgers because I'm so used to hyping up the Badgers. Yeah, well, it is
1: a uh, full slate of things, but we will talk about our Brew First Half Contest as we continue your chance to win tickets to a Brewers game. Did you know that there's actually baseball games that you can go to? Um, We don't know exactly when we'll uh, be able to send you out to one, but uh, we're going to have a a fun little contest to kick off with you. Kyle and I both showed up this week. We got a show. You're on board. It's two hours of Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin.
0: You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.
3: Folks, you know, these days it seems like more and more people are just out for themselves. I got to tell you, maybe because the outlook for the future is so uncertain. People can turn on you and act like they never even knew you, just put you right under the bus. There really seems to be no loyalty today. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. Just take a look at these two-bit politicians, lost
0: their
3: heads in the kitchen. I ain't there anyone under,
1: under, the throw
3: all under the bus. throw me under the bus. Go ahead if you must. I had
1: your back.
3: Not, it wasn't the way it was to be.
1: Are you going to believe Chewy over me? After everything we've uh, accomplished together?
3: I don't know. Chewy came out pretty passionate, man. He came out with like, hey, I got you,
1: Kyle. He is a pot stirrer. All right, let's get it going. It is our... Uh, Our Brewers, uh, sorry, it's our, it is officially our crew first half star contest. Here's how it works. Um, And the rule's coming soon to ESPNWisconsinContest.com. We'll ask the question, uh, call up right now, 800-990-ESPN. We'll ask you a multiple choice question. If you get it right, you get that player for the first half of the 2021 season. Uh, at the end of the first half of the 2021 season, Kyle and I will go through the players that were selected today that were answered correctly. And whoever had the best first half of the season in Kyle and my estimation, uh, if you had that correct answer, you will win tickets to a future Brewers game, obviously seat capacities and all that. So uh, we'll figure out the game for you with you uh, once we can do that. So call now, 800 It is 800-990-3776. And you will be able to have a crack at one of these players. Uh, let's see how many we have.
3: Uh. Is, is Yelly, is Yelly... Available this year in this draft? Yes, he is. Yelly's wow. available. I guess last year he had a down year. Now he's no longer uh, not available. I love it. Well, I love it. Well, you
1: don't get to pick your player. You just have to answer the question right, and you Got get it. that player. So you could. it could be Yelly. It could be anyone. So uh, call now, 800-990-ESPN. That is 800-990-3776. It is the crew, first half star, contest and um we'll give you the question multiple choice and then uh, you get it right you uh, advance here we go first question and uh we will uh i will uh, line up our first contestant before i announce the question but uh call now get lined up for the next uh for next question or for this question if uh If Jim doesn't get it right, because Jim's going to be up first. But uh, let's go to Jim, who works in manufacturing. You're on Sunday Karma. Morning, Jim. Good morning. Jim, uh, he has won two Gold Glove Awards in the last two years. Is it Lorenzo Cain? Is it Christian Yelich? Or is it Colton Wong? He has won two Gold Glove (laughs) Awards in the last two years. Lorenzo Kane? Lorenzo Kane is incorrect. Thanks for the call, Jim. That leaves uh that leaves two players there. Uh he has won two uh gold gloves in the last two years. Is it Colton Wong or is it Christian Yelich? Eight hundred nine ninety 990 ESPN. It is 800-990-3776. That's how it works. We, uh, we ask the question. You get the multiple choice. And then uh, we uh, fill in uh, any incorrect answers. Uh, we're going to go to Justin. And Justin, you are on Sunday Karma. Good morning, Justin. Who's won back-to-back Gold Glove Awards? Is it Christian Yelich or Colton Wong? Colton Wong. That is correct. Justin, you now have Colton Wong. If he uh, is our uh, top player of the first half, then it's all you. Let's go to uh, Chris, who works for the Department of Public Works. Morning, Chris.
3: Good morning, Craig.
1: Um, Chris, who uh, he finished sixth in the cy young voting last year is it brandon woodruff is it corbin burns or is it uh josh hater sixth in the uh, cy young award voting last year is it woodruff burns or hater woody he goes woody he is incorrect okay. let's uh see if uh dale who works in biotech can get it right uh dale he finished sixth in the cy young voting last year was it corbin burns or was it josh Hader? josh Hader. josh Hader is also incorrect uh thanks for the call let's go to mike uh he finished sixth in cy young voting last year was it corbin burns
2: uh yeah I'll go with yes, yes that's the only that is, answer that is
1: correct <laughs> nicely done Mike well done getting that one not an easy one uh for Mike there but he was able to correctly guess out of one choice that it was in fact Corbin Burns remember he got injured um so was unable to uh, pitch in the postseason for the Brewers last year eight hundred nine ninety ESPN. It's 800-990-3776. We'll have more of our contest as we roll on. Jason Wildy coming up next. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin.
0: This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Uh. Got
3: me hot.
0: Sunday Karma with Craig Carmes on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOndemand.com. Jason Wilde is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com.
1: While there's no shortage of Packers football to talk about, we're going to take this opportunity with Jason to turn our attention to college football and the report that Barry Alvarez will be retiring as the director of athletics for the University of Wisconsin. Jason, uh, we talked about him a lot during our bracket last year, but uh, a guy whose career in Wisconsin has Paralleled yours, pretty amazing. When you look at the hundred years before Barry Alvarez got there of football in Wisconsin, and one bowl win, and what we've seen in the last thirty years, uh, I mean, just mind blowing.
2: It it really is, and and obviously Donna Shalala as chancellor and Pat Richter as athletic director were vital parts of the. It's more than a renaissance. It's just a complete sea change of what that athletic department was. It was losing money hand over fist. None of its teams, other than really hockey and and track and field, were any good. And now you look at what they have built in Madison at 1440 Monroe Street, and it's, it's incredible. And obviously, as much credit as Donna Shalala or Pat Richter deserve, By hiring Barry Alvarez, Barry Alvarez had to change the culture and football is the engine, as we all know, that drives an athletic department. So for all the success that the football program had because of him, and it was enormous, uh, it also transformed the athletic department's ability to have success in every other sport as well because it then had the financial wherewithal to do it. And so I, I, I shared the little clip which I love the uh, the line that he says about you better get season tickets because before long you won't be able to get them. Um, you know when he said that in 1990, people were like, "This guy's crazy," and it ended up coming to fruition and then some. And I, I just think, you know, of all the people that have changed Wisconsin sports and Brett Favre and Ron Wolf and Mike Holmgren and Green Bay and. And Robin Yount with the Brewers and, and Pat and Richter, the a-
1: and Pat Richter, as you mentioned,
2: right? I mean, for all with all those people, I mean, it's hard to say that that they have a, a higher place. I don't like to rank things, as you well know. So they're all parts of that. But everything that Barry Alvarez did, and then to take over as athletic director, you know, he he so admired Bob Devaney, the the Nebraska legend, and and his career has really paralleled the man that he wanted to to pattern his career after and he successfully has done it
1: the amazing thing is i don't know if any of us really pictured barry at least i didn't as an administrator you know he was a ceo as the head coach uh really good at empowering his managers and coordinators and position coaches Mm -hmm. but I, i you know being not in control of that football team i didn't know if i could picture it but now he's been the director of athletics for as long as he was the coach, pretty much. I mean, I mean, it's 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 amazing when you look at at the success of both of those runs. Uh, Jason, you mentioned the quote about, uh, you know, and how outrageous it seemed at the time. But that was part of who he always was, that confidence. I um, you know, one of my other favorite Barry Alvarez quotes was, you know, When they asked him if he was going to hire a search committee, you know, to look for a football coach, (laughs) you know, it it was, I don't hire search committees, search committees hire me. Like, I mean, there, he is such an original in his confidence and how he backed it up, you know, from going out and winning that Rose Bowl in 93 qualifying, uh, you know, in Japan uh, with the win against Michigan State to winning his last Game in his first stint as coach against Auburn when they were seemingly overmatched to coming back twice and beating Auburn again, you know, as uh, as head coach, you know, in 2015 at the Outback Bowl. I mean, just so many memorable moments and. Uh, you know, and and wins that were unexpected. And then, as you said, I mean, just leading the program and his influence goes beyond just football. I mean, it's it's an incredible career. But to me, one of the things that stands out the most was that he stayed when he could have left, right? Like, I think in a smaller market like Wisconsin, we've seen so many athletes, so many coaches, so many different people leave for a, a place that was bigger and better and all that. Barry Alvarez was offered NFL coaching jobs and at least one job in Philadelphia and rejected that to stay here, to stay in Madison, Wisconsin.
2: Yeah. And, and remember too, that the university of Miami came looking for him and was interested in him at one point as well. And he, he passed on that opportunity. And
1: so I I just, and and Jason, by the way, not just like at any time at a time where he would have been loaded. I mean, he could have won multiple national championships as Larry Coker did, you know, down there. So that that's a good point. I mean, that was a monster job at that time that he passed up.
2: And, and look, he he didn't do everything perfectly, and he will tell you that. For example, as an administrator, hiring Gary Anderson was a mistake. He blew it on that. Just like you know, Ron Wolf will tell you that his decision to hire. Ray Rhodes, instead of hiring Andy Reid, who was right there in front of him, was one of the biggest mistakes he ever made. But, again, he, I think both of those guys, and that's why Ron Wolf wanted to interview him for the Packers' coaching job once upon a time, was because I think they both had a lot of similar qualities, and one of them was you don't live with mistakes. You, you own them, and then you fix them, and you don't keep making them. And, and obviously, he's gotten it right now with, with Paul Christ, who obviously coached under him, and, and he thinks the world of.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, it's expected to be official in a few weeks. But Barry Alvarez, um, you know, an indelible mark uh, on Wisconsin sports uh, forever. Uh, for me personally, you know, couldn't have been more welcoming, couldn't have been more accepting. You know, so proud of the relationship uh, that we've built over the years with uh, with Coach and just uh, an incredible, incredible impactful person on on this community in so many ways i mean the facilities that exist now that as you said that allow the teams to compete in all of the different sports i mean the renovations to camp randall the the building of the Colt center you know the the facilities for some of the other sports you know the baseball diamonds like all, all the things that are there now this are softball diamond um you know that doesn't happen Without, you know, Barry Alvarez coming uh to Wisconsin. So and, and staying in Wisconsin, which I think were equally important.
2: And and I hope, you know, I don't know when he's uh going to make this official and I, I hope we get to talk to him after he does because you know, I, I mentioned Bob Devaney a couple of times here, but he he went to Nebraska in nineteen sixty two became their head coach, uh, was there for 10 years, turned turned around a program that had not been very good. You know, we all think of Nebraska in the 70s and 80s. Well, he's the one who set the stage for that. And then he took over as athletic director while he was still coaching. And he had a linebacker there from 1965 through 67 who was watching everything he did. And that linebacker was Barry Alvarez. So I, I really do think it's fascinating that, because I remember him talking about Bob Devaney when, when I would interview him as a student, and during that '93 season and his career as he winds it down, really did mirror that of someone who was probably the biggest influence more than Hayden Fry, more than anyone else, uh, on how he viewed. College athletics—an
1: absolute Hall of Fame career. I mentioned it. the The program had won one bowl game in a hundred years before he got there, and has now won—not appeared in one sixteen bowl games since Barry Alvarez arrived uh, thirty years ago, which is incredible. We'll talk Green Bay Packers with Jason Wildy as we continue. at Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin.
0: This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at
1: Boucher.com. Well, Jason, uh, some surprises since we last spoke, uh, which is uh, now two weeks ago. Um, (laughs) That was one of the surprises. Yes. No, not for me. Um, Just everybody else. uh, (laughs) Um, so Kevin King back and Aaron Jones back, I guess, uh, and Mercedes Lewis back. Um, we, we often talk about affronts to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I assume the last one was a nod to Aaron Rodgers. Which of those three surprised you the most uh, of those three players returning?
2: Yeah, definitely Kevin King. Um, I, I know that there were those who believed that once the Packers didn't franchise Aaron Jones, that he was a goner. And maybe he would have found more money. I know that's the, the narrative from Drew Rosenhaus, is that he he would have gotten more money on the open market. And maybe that's true. We haven't seen any high-profile running backs actually get to free agency. All this conversation about teams regretting what they paid their – running backs, Um, none of them actually got to the end of their contracts without a holdout or any sort of issue and then signed elsewhere. Um, You look at Dalvin Cook, you look at Alvin Kamara, you look at Christian McCaffrey, you look at Zeke Elliott. They all re-upped with their teams. And Aaron Jones was on the verge of hitting the market. And part of me would have liked to have seen what his market would have looked like. And if Drew Rosenhaus is, is fully truthful, that he would have made more money elsewhere because he did not break the bank with the Packers. That deal is largely a 2-year, 20-million dollar deal. His cap number goes up to 19 million in 2023, which may be not a problem, right? He has two great years, the cap is going to go up anyway that year. They're probably still going to restructure him though, but the idea is, is that you know, they kept a guy who fits their offense perfectly. You mentioned Mercedes Lewis there Rogers isn't the only one that loves him. Uh, this is one of my favorite stories to come out during the season that Matt Lafleur likes him so much and used them so often as an example, as he talked to the team that his assistant coaches as a quasi gag gift, got Matt Lafleur a Mercedes Lewis Jersey last year. (laughs) So, so those two guys, I, I was not surprised by, uh, maybe a little bit on Jones, but the Kevin King one, you know, Obviously, the Packers feel like $3.75 million guaranteed is money well spent on him. It's only a one-year commitment. But I really thought with the amount of time he missed with injuries, missed five more games this past season, that they would try something different there. And, and it looks like they have decided to stick with him. And then I would assume they'll invest in the cornerback position and in, in, in the draft as well.
1: So, uh, I'm mean, by the way, Chris Carson you know, seemingly was going to be that other running back who was out there. And he didn't, I mean, he went back to Seattle, it seemed like, for not much money. So it didn't right, seem right. didn't seem like there was a huge mark for running backs. But I, I still feel like Aaron Jones probably could have got a little more than he got from the Packers. So now Aaron Rodgers does not get a deal done. You know, the Packers seemingly, uh, you know, did deals with a lot of players, a lot of renegotiations for salary cap stuff, for, you know, uh, overall uh, what the packers want to pay people you know Zadarius and Preston Smith both in that mix what did it tell you that the packers could not reach a new deal with Aaron Rodgers and paid him his roster bonus as was agreed to in his previous contract
2: Yeah it made no sense Craig I mean it just doesn't and and so Now is this does this mean that
1: Aaron Rodgers okay one of the angles is hey this means Aaron Rodgers is selfish and isn't willing to take less money this year to try to help the team?
2: So, first of all, there's this misunderstanding, and I've tried to educate fans as best I can. But all these contracts that were restructured, with the exception of Preston Smith, whose contract, there's... there's He took a pay cut. He didn't restructure his contract. He took a pay cut, and now he can... He can get that money back through incentives. So if he has 14 sacks and makes the pro bowl this season, he will get the money that was taken out of his contract back through incentives. But the rest of those contracts, none of those players took less money. In fact, they got money that they would have had to wait for. Otherwise paid to them immediately. Or or that wasn't guaranteed, right? Right, exactly. And so, you know, you convert a, you know, let's let's take Adrian Amos as, as an example. His cap number was going to be $9 million. His base salary for this year I think was going to be 6 million. I don't remember the exact number. They took his base salary, which, he, you know, he, he was going to be on the team. They were going to pay it anyway. But they took it and converted it to a signing bonus, and I, I guess they don't send him a check. I assume they direct deposit. But they gave him all that money that was supposed to be his base salary for the entire year right away. That's in his bank account. So it's not like he took one for the team. Bakhtiari was the first one to do this. He had an $11 million roster bonus that was due at the beginning of the league year. They converted it to a signing bonus. They paid it to him right away. He was going to get that money anyway. It's not like they were going to cut him. But he's not taking less money. None of these players were taking less money. So this this narrative, because you're right, it is out there that Rodgers took his $6.8 million roster bonus instead of taking less or taking a pay cut. That's not what's at issue here. What's at issue here is that the Packers chose not to change that from a roster bonus to a signing bonus. And for those that don't understand how contracts work, which I understand, you know, this is, this is something that we don't talk about a lot. A roster bonus counts against the salary cap the year it is paid a signing bonus. One portion of the signing bonus counts against the cap, and it, the rest is spread out over the length of the contract. So in Aaron Rodgers' case, it was $6.8 million. That all now counts against the 2021 cap instead of counting whatever it would be, $2.2 million against the cap this year, $2.2 million next year, $2.2 million the third year. So what the Packers passed up on And it's been reported that Rodgers' contract has automatic conversion language in it. So the Packers didn't even have to ask Aaron if it was okay for them to convert a roster bonus to a signing bonus. They did not do it. And that is what fuels. It is not media conjecture. It is not me wanting drama or to stir up trouble. When you pass up on an obvious opportunity to create $4 million in cap space and you are a team that is strapped for cap space because of the COVID-19 reduction in the cap and you choose not to do it with the highest, the the player who has the highest cap number in the entire league right now for this year, 37.5 million, when you choose not to do that, when it does not happen, it leads to people wondering why the hell didn't you do it? Okay, so Jason... And that is where this comes from. Yeah, so the
1: reason you wouldn't do it, right? Because if it, the way you just described it, if they convert it to a signing bonus instead of a roster bonus, then it would be divided over the years that you intend to have the players. So, the player. So, what that would make me think is, instead of you know giving him that signing bonus, guaranteeing... That he would be here and dividing it over three years and guaranteeing his money in 22, 23. They don't want to do that, that they're only committed to him for this year with the roster bonus, and they're not guaranteeing his money in 22 or 23. Is that
2: correct? That is correct, which gives them the flexibility to move on after this season from him by trading him or by but, releasing him. But
1: couldn't they, tra- like, I get the releasing him part, but even if they did what I just desc- what you and I just have talked about, couldn't they still trade him, right? You can yes. still trade him. It, it just means you couldn't could, release him. No, it
2: means that because when you trade the player, it still has the same effect on your salary. Oh, okay. So all that still accelerates in. And so what they want to be able to do is, if they don't want him on their roster next year, they would save seventeen million dollars in cap space because he's set to count, I don't know, thirty-eight million against the cap next year. The dead money would be a lot would be seventeen million. They would actually save twenty one million in cap space.
1: Now so Jason, real quick have- is there a chance that they could have been doing this out of respect for Aaron? Like even though they could have automatically done this, could Aaron have said to them hey, if you do this, if you convert this uh, to a signing bonus, I'll hold out because I don't want to be here long term. So, you know, could Aaron be holding them up over this and could this be why they didn't do it? Sure.
2: There, there's certainly the possibility that there is more to it than just Goody wanting to have the flexibility to move on after the season. There's no question. Um, I, I I think the que- the biggest question here is, Aaron Rodgers has said repeatedly publicly that he wants to spend his entire career here. He has made comments privately and he has had surrogates make comments that are basically like, look, all he wants is a guarantee that he's going to be here longer than 2021. He wants a commitment from this team. And if he doesn't get that, that's where the acrimony is going to come from. So that's one side of it. Now, if, and and I have no indication of this. So we're just kind of taking a hypothetical look at him here. But if he's to the point where he's fed up enough uh, with his relationship with Goody or with how, whatever it might be, because my understanding is that the coaching staff wants him to be the quarterback until the cows come home and that it's the personnel side that wants to have that flexibility. That's how I understand the dynamic inside the building. And if that's the case, then he's got Matt LaFleur in his corner, right, of being the quarterback as long as he wants to be. So I don't understand the dynamic. But if there is a part of him that is like, look, that's fine. You guys don't know if you want me here or not. Well, then I don't know if I want to be here. And maybe he wants to leave. That is not something that anyone has communicated to me to this point. But we have to at least acknowledge that there could be that possibility.
1: Um. So, and do you feel like Goody didn't say enough or do you think he has said enough? He just hasn't backed it up privately, you know, because no, I think because he made his I, comments I think, that made it sound like he was you know, supportive of Rogers beyond 2021.
2: Yeah, but, uh, you, you know, you and I have been friends for a long time and I think we've talked about this before. Like, you can say things, but do your actions mirror what you say? And and it's great that he says he's one of the. You know, he may be the greatest player I've ever been around. All that stuff, but the fact, you know, whether it's drafting, love, whether you agree or disagree with the philosophy of getting the next quarterback where he did, regardless, that that action does not indicate I want this guy here for as long as he's able to play. Uh, this contract situation, the way it has played out, again, not knowing the intimate details, would indicate that whatever he said in his Zoom call with us has not been backed up by his actions with Rogers. So, look, I, I don't know. I, I still have a theory that this is not a personnel issue as much as it is a personal issue. But in the end... Wait, so you when know, you say that,
1: if, you're saying just that Goody doesn't like Aaron Rodgers?
2: Yeah, I think... He, I I I believe that he was sick of Aaron Rodgers. Yes. I mean, I remember he also tried to draft drew lock the year before he drafted Jordan loves. So I, I believe that both from a perspective of thinking this guy's on the decline and maybe being tired of the stuff with, with McCarthy and, and him being very clear about, you know, wanting different guys still on the team, then he, I I do wonder if there is a personal element to this. And it's not just, well, we think he might be fading. I mean, because how do you argue that he is fading? How do you argue after the season he just had that he has, his talent has dropped off? Like, I just don't, you can't, you can't show me tape and say, well, we, we need to keep flexibility because look at this and look at this and look at this. These are indicators that by next year, he may suck. I just don't, I but don't do know you think how you make there's that a, argument.
3: Right.
1: I guess there's a piece of it that I think we've all done in life where you make a decision and then you want to prove yourself right. So if he had felt that before this year and made the draft pick, you know maybe he would want to see more evidence before he would be completely convinced well, of that
2: and, and then and then it goes back to what we were talking about with Barry Alvarez and Ron Wolf, and that is, do you have the humility? say no I screwed this up like again I don't know if we can say that for certain all I can tell you because they didn't have any preseason games Jordan Love wasn't even in uniform for a single regular season or playoff game all I can tell you is what I watched in camp and he was far worse than what Aaron Rodgers was in his rookie camp and Aaron Rodgers was not great in any way in his rookie camp so I do know that there are those that wonder if Jordan Love is going to be good, that doesn't mean that you can't improve. Because look at Buffalo, right? I mean, there were people probably in Buffalo the first year of Josh Allen wondering if he was going to develop, and he certainly has now. He was the runner-up to Rodgers in the MVP voting. So, uh, look, there's a lot of future ahead for Jordan Love. He may or may not have it, but I don't think you can argue with what Rodgers did last
1: season, Jason. Aaron Rodgers had 48 touchdowns and five interceptions. (laughs) Right. I mean, you you can't argue. I mean, it was like a historic... And he's six years younger, six and a half, six and a third years younger than Tom Brady, right? So a guy who's proven with today's NFL rules um, that you can extend your career that long. And again, not saying that until anyone else does it, that they can do what Brady's done. But Tom Brady just... Signed a two, he just the Buccaneers just did for Brady what I guess Aaron Rodgers was looking to have done for him, right? (laughs) To guarantee him twenty twenty two, so he's been guaranteed twenty twenty two, but Aaron Rodgers hasn't. Tom Brady is
2: being paid forty one million dollars this year, and yet the way the Buccaneers structured his contract, he is going to count nine million against their cap. Like you cannot argue. That it's impossible to pay Aaron Rodgers and guarantee him money with the way the cap is structured because he is counting $32 million less against their cap compared to what he's actually being paid during the 2021 season. So I, I just I, look, I know Packers fans. There are some that are like, look, I don't want to hear about this. This is drama. I don't care. There are others that are legitimately concerned. There are those that are confused by this. Look, we, I can promise you, we're all trying to get answers more than just conjecture. But based on what has happened as of March 28th, there is at least reason to wonder what exactly is going to happen in the coming months with Rodgers and the team. Uh, Maybe nothing. And maybe he'll play the 2021 season and be great. And then Goody will say, you know what? Yeah, we need to re-up or we need to get something done with him. Or maybe he's so ticked off that they don't do something before then. He says, I want to leave. I want to go play somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds, but certainly the way things have played out in the last month and change does not set the stage for peace and love and harmony because what would have would have been guaranteeing him a bunch of money, committing to him beyond this season, and that doesn't seem like an unreasonable position to take with a guy who just had the kind of season he had.
1: All right, we went really long, but most important question. And Kyle, um, I know Kyle's interested in this as well. Um, Jason, are you getting the invite to the wedding?
2: Uh, I don't anticipate that.
3: Ooh, does um, that mean
1: there's beef, Kyle? The fact that Jason would not get the invite to the wedding.
3: I mean, I don't know if they want any media there. So you think Aaron Rodgers looks at
1: Jason as media? Wow. After all they've been through, Jason's just media to him. Jason
3: would have a beef if those guys over there on the East Coast who have that show, I don't even know what it's called, but if those guys get invited and Jason does oh yeah, he just has some beef. I would be hurt by that.
2: I would definitely be hurt by that. So
3: you're though. saying
1: his new radio show that replaced you, <laughs> that Aaron chose that to one go way to describe it. Yeah. And I believe, you know, we had to pay Aaron back in the day and he did that for free. I mean, so that, I mean, ha- if that, if that, now, if that's true,
2: if you're telling, if, if, I know you have sources within the in- industry, if that's true, then that really stings,
1: yes. Yeah, and, well, and and then if he doubled down and did not invite you to the wedding, but did invite... Yeah. Uh, but you didn't play in the league. You know, you weren't a punter. You weren't a pro bowler. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's there's differences. In maybe, maybe you're, you know, maybe you're kind of media, but like, you know, Pat McAfee is like an equal to him. You know, do
2: you think he's that could be it? Yeah, he's his bro. Yeah, yeah. I... Um, uh, I I now now you guys are going to send me into the remainder of my Sunday, uh, sad and worried. This is about a tailspin status. for
1: Jason. Like wow, yeah. I you know I mean, do you feel like a prostitute a little bit? Or or, I, mean, I guess he would have been because <laughs> you, you had to pay. You know No, I guess I guess that's not the <laughs> well you had there. to pay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess
3: I had to pay. Craig, what's up with you and booty calls, prostitutes? This is this is a little what? raunchy. No, that's Jason. Jason
1: brings this all up. Jason always takes the show. <laughs> Lou Williams, he's talking about Magic City. Jason William. J- Jason Wilde always takes the show. You know, especially on a Sunday, Kyle, that Jason does this to us. It always makes us a little queasy. We always yeah. have to hold our breath before Jason comes on.
2: Yeah, uh, be careful. Be. Be careful with the Sunday karma you're creating over there.
1: Yes, exactly. At least uh, at least uh, all of us showed up this week. That's what we could all be happy about. Jason Wildey brought to us by Boucher <laughs> Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. Thanks, uh, as always, Jason. Thanks for hanging late. All right, guys. Of course. Take care. Be good. Yep, there he is. Jason Wildey. Uh, fascinating stuff on Aaron Rodgers and on Barry Alvarez. Uh, a lot of uh, a, a lot of just uh, respect and love to Barry Alvarez and everything he's done for us here at Good Karma Brands and for me personally and everyone in the state of Wisconsin. It's why we'll have a Barry Alvarez themed seven at eleven coming up next, along with our continuation of our Brew Crew contest. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin.
0: This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.